Jungle Katie and Katie Girls out there, make sure you keep listening to Block Talk. Keep supporting them. They are lovely, they are ferocious, and they are fire. Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. He was a drag fan, and now he's the ace of face. It's Josh Stratner. How Hello. are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's a gloomy little Tuesday. I'm yeah. not thrilled about that, but we're here, and we're going to talk about you. Are you excited? Yeah. I, I love talking about myself. I mean, you're an actor, so like, it, no, I really it comes with the territory. Really? Yeah. Real, oh, well, this will, this will be easy. Yeah. Most people who come on the podcast are like, I hate talking. I don't know. I'm really nervous, and it's like the easiest, quick little interview, so Yay. it's going to be fun. So we're going to start at the very beginning. Where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from Solon, Ohio, um, but now I live in Harlem. Okay, so where in Ohio is this? It's right by Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland rocks. Yes. Did you get that a lot, like, growing up because of the Drew Carey show? No, not No? Really. There was, like, there were choirs that would perform the song right. Cleveland rocks, but other than that, people don't actually say it. Really? Yeah. So they lied to us? Oh, yeah. <gasps> Drew Carey! Everything about Cleveland is a lie. Really? What? Okay, give, give us some lies about Cleveland. No, n- not everything. Just LeBron James faith. Truth. That's sports people. Um, so, where did you go to school? Solon. Uh, Solon High School. Mm-hmm. And then, for college? Uh, I went to Kent State, which is um, about, like, 20 minutes, like, southwest. Nice. What made you want to stay in Ohio? Um, so... This is actually something that I say to anyone when they're, like, considering college far away. I'm like, you can make college as far away as you want it, but you cannot make it as close as you want it. That's very true. I like that. Thank you. You should be a college advisor. Oh, God. No, I don't want to talk with kids. Neither do I. Kids are evil. Um, Okay, so what did you study there? Musical theater. Nice. Mm -hmm. And was New York City always, like, the end goal? Like, you knew graduation i'm gonna be a star on broadway you know new york was kind of always the idea but like i throughout college was tossing around the idea of la or chicago and then in my like junior and senior year i really settled on new york nice had you been to new york prior to coming here oh yeah yeah what what drew you to new york um the pace um because like i visited chicago and it's just it's not fast enough for me i like mm-hmm. i like something that really like moves along i get that um, so you moved to New York. What was it like adjusting to the Big Apple and trying to make it as an actor? I, I feel like everyone, when they move, have, like, the first, like, month and a half where things are, like, either really rocky or just, like, really emotionally depressive. Mm-hmm. Definitely had that. Um, but after that, it got pretty easy. I actually, um, I did pretty well with some early auditions, which was really reassuring. Um... One of them, like, got me booked for the summer, which was cool. Um, yeah. Did you have any, like, really weird survival jobs? Uh, no, I actually, because I moved with a job. Oh, great. Yeah, I started working at Starbucks my senior year of college, 
specifically because I knew that I could transfer here. That's smart. Yeah, so if you're looking to get a survival job for when you move, definitely check out Starbucks. Um, they're really helpful when it comes to moving. Um, and then keep it as long or as short as you want <laughs> once you get here. Now, what is the most complicated order to make at Starbucks? Um, I mean, anything that Becky wants. <laughs> Becky is going to find a way to add, like, two shots of espresso plus things that aren't even on the menu. No foam, extra whip. Oh, there was one person who, like, was so specific about no foam, and I hated her. Uh, because we had to, we had to, like, steam twice the amount of milk. Because, Just for her. Yeah. What a bitch. Was her name Becky? No, it wasn't. Um, Call her out. What was her name? I'm trying to think. It was... Uh, it might have been Keisha. Keisha! Come on, babe. Yeah. Um, all right. So how did you originally get involved in theater? Um, I started theater my freshman year of high school. Um, I got involved because it was, I was always singing growing up. Um, and that led me to choir, which led me to show choir, which led me to theater. All right. So, like, was Glee one of your inspirations? Is, no. No? Did you hate it? Did you loathe it? Well, just, like, they romanticize everything about it, which, like, don't get me wrong. I had a very good time, um, but it's not, like, anything like what they put on TV. No. no. I, I, I couldn't imagine it being real. No. Well, also just, like, and this was a little pet peeve of mine, and I know they did it for television, but, like, they, every week, would be singing different songs as part of the choir, and that's not how it works. You have, like, your set throughout the entire season. Truth, truth. Well, they have to, because they need to have so much music and right, downloads. Right, it's for TV and, like, yeah. And iTunes. Capitalism, it's great. That's it's Ryan not. Murphy. Fucking hate Ryan Murphy. Just okay, saying Okay, but Pose, Pose is wonderful. Is it... Listen, it would have been wonderful had they not cast um, Evan Peters in that role. I'll give you that. Um, because when you cast him in a closeted gay male role, and then cast him on American Horror Story Apocalypse as the epitome of the stereotypical gay man, you know you got issues. I don't watch American Horror Story. Oh, he... Oh, oh. Um, no, but... That would be like if Tim Burton did a movie that didn't have Helena Bonham Carter in it. Like Truth, I mean, but that... What are you insinuating? <laughs> wow, we just got real here on Block Talk. So do you have any, like, theatrical inspirations? Um, not so much inspirations as, like, careers that I follow, because, like, you, you start to notice patterns with people. Like, one of the people who I follow is Josh Grizzetti. He was in It Should Have Been You on Broadway. Um, and then something rotten on Broadway and then on the tour. Um, and he's just someone who I, like, see a lot of myself in. So, like, people like that, people like Anthony Rapp, like, I mean, as you can probably tell just from those two people, I definitely look at myself as, like, awkward Jewish nerdy guy. Are you someone who doesn't like the word typecast? Or are you, like, do you lean into it? Well, I think that is becoming a little bit less relevant now mm -hmm. um because i definitely think like sticking to a type can help you but i think people's like ideas about who can play what is starting to shift so the quote-unquote nerdy type can do something that 
wasn't necessarily looked on as what would be in their wheelhouse before. That's fair. Do you have any dream roles? Um, I I would love to play Nigel in Something Rotten. Um, actually, my ideal track would be Ensemble Understudy Nigel because I would to do it all. Yeah, and because I like to tap. Um, I would love the chance to actually play model and fiddler. Um, I've understudied the part, um, but I've never actually played it. Um, those are two of the biggest ones. Anything in falsettos. Naturally. Right. Again, nerdy, Jewish, it works. Do you have any dream collaborators? Collaborators? Ooh, like... like Either on stage or off stage. Um, I'm trying to think... Honestly, I just want to. I want to have work. I don't care who it's with. I just want to be working. That's um, fair. I get it. Yeah. Um, so, if you are a casting director, there you, you know go. Where to find me? What's your website? Spill it now. JoshTratner.com. J O S H T R A T T N E R dot com. Boom. So, would you say that you are a triple threat? Um, I would like to say I'm a triple threat. Um. How would you by, order it? By New York standards, I would say I'm more of a mover than a dancer. Um, okay. But you I, tap. Yeah. And I definitely will still go out to dance calls. Um, but I would say, because I'm not I'm not the guy who's out there doing, like, turns in second that then, like, come down into a calypso and then suddenly you're doing a backflip and I'm like, how did you even get... Your body can't move like that. Yeah. Um, I would love to be that. Uh, getting to that point in New York is expensive. Yes, it is. Um, I would like to take tumbling classes again. Um, so, like, what 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 is the order that you would? I definitely say actor first. Singer is coming up on that because mm-hmm. I'm in voice lessons with my voice teacher slash life coach, who I love, um, Andrew Long. Hi, Andrew, or Andrew Wheeler Long. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I'd say. I'd say dance is probably my weakest, just because I started much later than I started the other two. That's fair. How do you stay creatively active? Um, actually, Ace of Faces helped me stay That's very great. creatively active. Well, we're, we'll dive into that very shortly, but... Has theater changed since you came to New York? I mean, I've only been here for a year, so not that much. Um... Things are becoming a lot more political, which is why I don't really understand some of the things that are being put on Broadway, but... Truth. Truth. Another story for another day. Do you know where your career is going to be in five years? <laughs> I know, no. right? I love... No one knows where their career is going to be where in five years. Where do you want years. your career to be, be in five years? I want my career to be on Broadway. I want my career to be on Broadway tomorrow. <laughs> hey, make it happen. Dreams can come true. Yeah. So, how did you get involved in the uh, drag scene? Um, so actually, I I have all of this to thank to Ashley, um, Ashley Elizabeth, uh, Ashley Elizabeth Benson. There we go. Um, she introduced me to Golden Delicious um, at Two Tuckers at the Duplex. Um, that wasn't the first drag show that I saw in the city, but it was one of the first ones where I like connected with the drag queen performing and like got to know them, and then. Since then, I followed Golden Delicious around and met different people at the West End and all of the other places Golden performs. And the West End has been a big part of my life. That's where me I've, too. Yeah, that's where I've met a lot of the people who I follow. Now, 
I'm assuming like the answer would probably be Golden Delicious, but who are some of your favorite New York City drag queens? Golden Delicious, Dee Dee Comeswell, I love Laguna Blue. Um, I'm trying to think, because those are, those are the three that I definitely see the most. I love Marty, of course, um, but those are definitely the three that I see the most. Um, yeah, I would, I would like to see Britta filter more. I just haven't gotten the opportunity, which is funny since she has a show every night, I think. Basically, somewhere in the city, Britta's working. Yeah. So let's talk about Ace of Face. Tell us about it. So I started Ace of Face a little over a month ago at this point. Um, and I started it to promote local drag queens. I wanted to show off uh, not just like a picture of them here or there, but like show off what they can do with makeup, what their brand is, what kind of performance they do, and then also like make it so people know where to find them both in real life and on social media. And why did you want to do it? Um, I have gotten so much from the drag scene. So many of my friends are a part of it. And I just wanted to find a way to give back. Also, ulterior motive. Um, I, I've i wanted to try drag for a long time, but there is definitely no way to just quote-unquote try drag. Um, you either dive right in or you don't. Um, and so this is a way where I like kind of got to like see what looks good on me, see if I like being in drag, see just like see how drag fits yeah. on me. Well, that that leads to this question. So, who have you painted so far and what have you learned about each experience when it comes to makeup? Um, so I have been painted by and this is in order. Atlas, uh Dee Dee Comeswell, Petty Cake, Acacia Forgot, uh Glamidia Clap and Seraphim. And then later today, Cherry Poppins is painting me. Um, but I... What have I learned? I've learned a smoky eye goes a lot faster than cutting a crease. <laughs> um, I've learned a lot of people are self-conscious about like certain parts of their makeup that end up looking wonderful. Like... Um, when Petty Cake painted me, she was saying that, like, she doesn't like doing lips. Um, and then when her post went up, someone specifically asked about how she did the lips on me. Um, and I texted her and I was like, hey, girl, remember that? <laughs> Maybe keep this in mind. Um, no, but I, I've learned some of my best features. I love my lips. Um, Nicole Anoscopy the other night was like, you have the lips that the drag queens try to paint on. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Um... I've learned my eyebrows are relatively easy to cover. Um, I definitely need um, color correct for my beard area because I've got that light skin and dark hair, um, which is no one's friend. Nope. Um, I've learned that my face is long, which I didn't... I never really looked at myself and was like, wow, you have a long face, but like comparing my face like swiping directly to kind of the same makeup on a different person i'm like oh wow because you can really compare one to the other and i can see like my face is a lot longer than Didi's. like um her makeup works very well on her because it's constructed for her face and then i think it still really looked good on me i think she did an amazing mm -hmm, job but i have a long face um 
Which is fine. It's just something to know. Did, have you noticed that there are similar techniques or varying te- techniques when it comes to doing makeup? Um, the thing that varies the most for sure is how people cover brows. Because yeah. even when it comes to like glue stick versus prosade, I have had people use a glue stick in 12 different ways. And I've had six queens paint me. Um, <laughs> but... I'd say let me let me actually pull up some of these pictures so I can like take a good look, um, because that'll honestly be the easiest way for me. Um, what's nice is I compiled all six into a grid. Um, yeah, it's a cool one. Which people aren't gonna see until all of them are up, and maybe not even then, because I'm gonna do a re. Something that I decided recently was every time I hit ten queens, I'm gonna do a recap of them, mm-hmm. um, just so like I can show them off again. Um, so I think mostly, like, the the contour, contour highlights stay about the same, um, with a little variation when it comes to nose contour. Um, lips definitely vary, especially, uh, because Glimidia Clap does, like, these giant yeah. lips, and I love them, um. But Glamidia, I would say, is definitely the most transformative makeup that I've had on because, like, she changed the shape of my nose. She changed the shape of my nostrils. She changed my lips. Um, whereas a lot of other queens have, like, used what I have. Um, like, um, I would say Atlas changed the shape of my top lip for sure. I'd say for the most part, the rest of them, with a little bit of overdrawing, have, like, kept my general lip shape. Um, I want to play a little game. I want to play a game, right? Okay. Using the six queens that you've been painted by so far, Frankenstein your face. Oh, okay. Well, I already know Acacia Forgot's eyebrows. Okay. Um, because she she does this thing, and when you hear this, go to my Acacia post and zoom in on her eyebrow, because there are like 12 different colors in there, um, and it is gorgeous. Um, so definitely her eyebrow. Um... I would have to, mm, I'd have to choose between Atlas and Glamidia's lips, because Glamidia's are huge, but Atlas somehow, like, didn't make them look that much bigger, but, like, there's, like, a plumpness, um, ooh, disappeared, um, I'd probably say Seraphim's nose contour, um, Atlas's lashes. Um, that might be switched with Dee Dee's because Dee Dee uses a different technique um, that like makes your eye look very open. But I would add bottom lashes to Dee Dee's um, because yeah. I can. Um, yeah, because Dee Dee does something where she starts she starts the lash where it would be, but sticks it up like closer to where her actual, like, boy brow is. Interesting. Um, yeah, she told me about that and was like, look for it next time. And I was like, the next time I saw her in drag, I was oh, I see it. <laughs> um, I really like the color palette that Dee Dee used, though. Um, I might... I might say... Uh, my eyes look the most open in... Petties, so I would say probably her general eye shape. 
but I might throw in some Seraphim in there because she does this thing where, um, with her bottom liner, you know Seraphim, mm-hmm. um, she does this thing with her bottom liner that's really cool. Um, yeah, she, she's a great artist. Yeah. Uh, her Halloween stuff just, like, was insane. I loved all of it. And terrifying and gives you nightmares. Oh. That giant mouth thing. I don't scare that easily. That I, I can't look at her anymore and not think of that giant mouth thing. No, one of my favorite looks, and she told me it took, like, seven hours to do. Um, let me find it. Um, I think I know which one you're talking about. The, the one with all the, the dots. dots. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so gorgeous. Yep. Mm-hmm. She texted me when she started it, and then I went to sleep, and I think it was 7.30 in the morning, I got the text of, you, she just finished. Um, so obviously I can't show the people who are listening on the podcast, but... But they can see it. Right. Where can they go? You can go to Seraphim's Instagram, which is S-E-R-A-P-H-I-M-N-Y-C, um, and scroll down. You should know it when you see it, but if you're like, maybe that's it, click on it. Um, and she describes, uh, she lists the definition for trypophobia, I think mm-hmm. that's how it's pronounced. Oh, uh, no, that's not how it's pronounced, but I'm not going to try to fix sure. that. Um, which is apparently an intense emotional reaction to patterns of holes or bumps. Um, but it's a gorgeous look, and I definitely recommend looking at it. Are there is there a drag race girl that you'd love to be painted by? Um, if it's Aquaria, no, it's not. Okay, Aquaria. okay, good. Um, I was gonna say it's actually it's Ms. Cracker. Ooh, um, okay. Be- for a few reasons, one because her makeup challenge, just like the moment when uh, Ms. Cookie turned around, I was my jaw hit the floor just because like that you were jealous, so you wanted that to be you a little, um, but. I watched a video of hers where she painted someone else, um, and she talked about how much she loves painting other queens, um, or, like, painting people into other queens. Um, so I know that she enjoys it, I know that she's good at it, and also just, like, I'd I'd love to, like, unite with my Jewish sister. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have a big question now. When will you be starting drag? That is a wonderful question, and my wallet will answer you later. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, I get it. Because, I... again, drag is a very big commitment. It's a big um, commitment, but Rainbow is cheap. It's true. Rainbow is cheap, and a bunch of the hoochie stores on Steinway and Astoria, you can get a lot of the shiny costumes now because they have it out for the holidays. That's true. Um, no, but between wigs and costumes and makeup because i don't have the makeup supply that i would like to have for it either so if anyone feels like donating makeup to me feel free um yeah what's the venmo (laughs) uh oh i most certainly will tell you my venmo as soon as i pull it up because i don't remember if there's a period in it or not (laughs) um my venmo is oh no it's a hyphen it's josh hyphen tratner there you go give him some dough please so you're a fan of drag race yes when did you start watching? I started watching in season six, um, and then I worked my way back over spring break in college. Um, my mom hated me because there was Drag Race playing all the fucking time. Um, yeah, and then I just, I never stopped. You haven't stopped? No. Do you have a favorite season? Um, oh, I know that's hard. Yeah, it really is, because six, I think, like, comedically was the best Mm -hmm. um like i don't think 
between Dela and Courtney and Bianca and Adore, you can top it. And like, you even have like what is still, in my opinion, the best workroom entrance, which is Laganja, because like, who's going to top that? Right. I mean, it was definitely one of the most iconic entrance lines. Right. Well, just like you enter with a death drop, and we're like, okay, we know who you are. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we knew who we who she was. <laughs> um, no, but I, I actually would really love to see her back on Drag Race because I. Well, there was that rumor that she was supposed to be on All Stars too, and they decided to cut her last minute. Interesting. I don't know how that would have worked. Yeah, I don't think she would have fit in with that group, right? It, it, I, th- I think it could have been a reason for it or to stay. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, no, but so six is definitely five and six are my favorite of the. Uh, just like regular seasons, All Stars Two is probably my all-around favorite. Just now, like, speaking of All Stars, I'm gonna do a full like All Stars Four like pre-season episode, but I'm gonna hear your thoughts on these little promo looks. Um, Monet's is my favorite. Okay, yeah. Monet and Jasmine Masters are my favorite. Interesting. Um, I I was not because I have never really thought of Jasmine as a look queen. No, no. But then she came out with this dress that like hit her at the perfect spots. This wig that was gorgeous and had this like little like detailing on the side of it, and then like these appliques on the leg. And I was like, okay, these are fine details that like she she hit on the head. Um, yeah, my favorite joke from a couple of my friends was, I can't believe they let Monique Hart do two shots. Oh my god. <sighs> um. <laughs> I would like to like Manila's more, but I have some problems. See, with that's it. my favorite one. My, I think my only critique on it, and I'll talk more about it when we do the preview podcast, is I wish that the collar had rhinestones on it. Okay, I have two more critiques to add. Okay, I wish all of the nude illusion had more rhinestones on it, just like in general, because sure. like there was this little cutout like right around her rib area, and it just it seemed it seemed plain there, and I was like, what's going on there? Did was something not finished? Um, and then my biggest problem was around her crotch area. Um, it was the nude that covered it. Yeah, and I wanted it I, to be the silver that covered it. I'm convinced that it was just a horrible pose they picked of hers. Because at first glance, you're like, Barbie crotch? And you're like, no, no, it's, it's the garment. But they right. just blurted it out so poorly. Right. The editing on those photos is... Horrible. Devastating well, to drag queens. It, the editing on it looks like they used the season one filter. Yeah. I mean, poor Trinity Taylor. Like, what do they do to that thing? I saw a better picture of her look, though, and wow, I was stunned by yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. It's gorgeous, but they fucked it up. Yeah. Latrice's, I think, kind of swallows her. and I'm like, I think it's a bad pose again. Yeah. Because I don't, like, you she's... You can barely see her face. Right, like, I think the way she's posing, like, it makes her look a lot bigger and it's just because and especially she, because she's lost a ton of and, weight but recently. and she always does the hourglass but the way they have her posing she's bent over so you lose the hourglass yeah. i don't like Farah's pose either i think it does it looks uncomfortable yeah do you who are some of the, your favorite drag race girls um oh okay so i love aja i love aja um katya for sure um, Ms. Cracker. I mean, I have to stick with my New York girls. Um, 
I would say I'd have to stick with my Ohio girls, but there haven't been a lot of them. There's one coming up. You know. Um, my winner pick. Um, really? Oh, she's gonna win. She has to. She's so good. Really? Spoiler alert: Nina West. Um, continue. Um. So. Okay, Bianca Del Rio, like there. I feel like that goes without saying. Yeah, I mean... Bianca, Alaska, both of them are like... They're immortalized. We know that they're great. I I love Sharon Needles, Chad Michaels. Um, I, when I went back and watched season four, I wanted Chad to win, which is why I'm very glad that All-Stars 1 happened specifically so Chad could win. Riggery! It's why I'm happy that uh, this holiday episode is happening specifically so Shangela can win. But wouldn't the gag be if she loses? If she does, I am I'm going down to World of Wonder. I am booking a plane and being like... Wouldn't the gag be if she loses to like Mayhem Miller? <laughs> I I hope Sonique, uh, Sonique like turns something out. Right? Like where... Did, was Sonique just literally in town and they're like, hey, we're doing a show. Do you want to do it? <laughs> we, we're doing a show and we're, the person who was someone. supposed to do it just dropped out like an Yeah, like before. where did Sonique come from? I have no idea, but she looks great. She looks great. I mean, the, yeah, I just, it was the most random casting. Yeah. Um, obviously, like the way we talk about drag now is it very much becoming part of the mainstream. Yeah. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What, what, what do you think? I think... I think drag was never intended to be mainstream. Um, I think... I think what's great about New York is you have so many different types of drag. So I think a lot of the, like, what people consider as drag, like, what the mainstream, like, RuPaul's Drag Race watching people consider as drag it exists in new york for sure um but then you go down to brooklyn where you have these queens doing like insane like out of the box like off the wall turn it upside down kind of drag um and i think i think as it goes on and maybe it'll even have like a different name um but I think drag's going to start to become that because drag has never been about being mainstream. It's always been about like pushing boundaries and pushing ideas of gender and being like, oh, you think that's what it is? Well, <laughs> fuck you. It's not. Um, so I think as drag is getting more mainstream, there's going to be like a branching off from this like typical idea of drag. Um so I, I don't think it's bad that drag is becoming mainstream, but I don't think it's permanent. I don't think yeah. mainstream drag and evolutionary drag are going in the same direction. I like that. I agree. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, oh I would... My best friend's going to read me for this. Um, any Shawn Mendes song? Oh, God. Okay, um, choices. Well, no, he... I am. I would love to say that I am like a counter tenor and can like go up there and sing some Ariana Grande, Celine Dion, like power diva number, but I can't. Um, so I stick with America's Bottom. Um, <laughs> because it was not choice of honor, apparently. Oh yeah. Um, he, 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 I, I was shocked. I was like, he is the epitome of bottom, and he's 
Not? Yeah. Shocker. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so Sean Mendez. Um, I've sung Mercy more times than mm-hmm. I'd like to admit. Um, what is the worst karaoke song? Um, like, what do you never want to hear anyone do in a karaoke bar? Anything country. <gasps> oh, no. I know. You just insult Nicole Noski hardcore. I know. She does one of the most overused country songs in a karaoke bar. Uh, I know. Um, um, Friends what, in Low Places. Thank you. Um, and oh. I saw her do it, and it was like, I'm singing with you, but I'm hating it at the same time. <laughs> but it gets everyone going. It does. Um, and she's smart for using that as her, like, first number of every show. Um, if you could be any Disney princess, who would you be? That's a good question. Um, I, I'd like to say I have the work ethic of Tiana with the beauty of Ariel. No, the voice of Ariel. Um, I don't have the voice of Ariel. That's a, <laughs> that's a fucking lie. Um, I, I don't even have the voice of Ursula. Um, I I would say... I'd say probably Belle. Um, she's got a decent head on her shoulders despite the whole Stockholm Syndrome thing. Um, and she stands up for what she believes is right. Nice. Well, maybe a future Belle illusion is in your future. Maybe. Um, no, there was, there was someone on Halloween, I don't remember if they were actually a drag queen, but they were wearing this wig that looked exactly like a Belle wig, and they were wearing um, this, like, mustard yellow like sweatshirt and I was like oh it's cute it's like if Belle were like a sporty girl like in high school and she was like no this is actually a character and I was like oh that's cool (laughs) oops if you could visit any place in the world you've yet to go where would it be um I have never been to California um and I would never ever okay I would love to go there I'd love to go to LA or San Francisco and just like live it up yeah, both places are kind of awesome. I haven't been there in years, but I California's great. Gotta get some In-N-Out Burger. Can't you get that, like, anywhere? No! In-N-Out Burger is California, and, like, Las Vegas has, like, one or two, and then there's, like, one or two in Texas, and that's it. Oh, why did I think... I mean, I've never had it. I just thought it was everywhere. No, no, no. It's a California exclusive. So, the holidays are coming up. What makes it the most wonderful time of the year for you? Um, well, I'm Jewish. Yeah. Um, same Z. And the what makes it the most wonderful time of year is that I'm not playing Christmas music at home. Truth. Um, no. So wait, you're not going to be playing the Christmas Queens Four album when it comes out? I will not be playing any Christmas music. Fun fact: this summer, um, I worked at a Christmas theme park. <laughs> um, so I got more than my fill of Christmas music over the summer because I was there for three months which is longer than your usual Christmas season. Um, So the second that I was in a bar the other day and Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You came on, the gay in me was like, yes, Mariah Carey, and everything else in me was like, why is this fucking playing? I hope you start, you have your first drag performance like in December, and that's your first song you lip sync to. Oh, no, if I was going to do a Christmas song, it would be Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Okay, okay, Kelly Clarkson's fine. I, we'll, we'll go with that Just because, like, I'm never going to top Mariah Carey performing, because, let's be real, Mariah Carey had the best lip sync of that song ever. She did. I'm sure, you can find awful. A, I'm sure you can find like a hot guy or two to carry you around doing that number. Probably. 
What is the best gift to give for Hanukkah? Um, are you asking what I want? Yeah, there you I, go. I will tell people. Um, so I could use a makeup supply. Uh, Kenneth, if you want to give me some wigs, um, I'd be more than happy to take them off your hands. Um, no, but um, I don't know. I think I think that's really hard to say because it's different for every person. It's like there's no one gift that works for everyone. Like different people need different things and like you'll know it based on the person. What is the worst gifts you've gotten for Hanukkah? Um, probably clothes that weren't my style and were too big. That's never good. Yeah. We're going to move into the pop five rapid fire. Okay. I'm going to give you five pop culture things, current events. You're going to say the first word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about, about each thing. God, I feel like I'm, I feel like you're going to mention, you're going to bring something up and I'm going to be like, what's that? It's possible it happens almost every single time on this podcast. Amazing. And that's when I tell people to educate themselves or just go on to Google before they come on. All right. So number one, Stan Lee. Oh, I'm, I'm sad that he died. Um, he was big for the comic book community, and as a nerd, um, I'm not necessarily like a comic book nerd, but I'm sad that he died because he, he brought a lot of people, a lot of amazing stories. Yeah, I mean, I definitely was a Marvel boy. I had all, like, I had all the X-Men cards growing up. I had all the figurines. Like it's... cards? That, oh, actually, oh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I'm a little bit older than you, so yeah, they, they, they were trading cards well, all if, the time. The thing is that they had baseball cards, mm-hmm. then it makes sense that yeah. they have X-Men cards. Yeah, this and this was like pre-Pokemon like Pokemon cards, too. Yeah. Number two, CNN sues Donald Trump. Good. <laughs> Honestly, anything that's anti-Trump, I'm on board with. Um, yeah. Oh, God, I want him out of office. Same. I'm glad we took the House back. Yeah, progress. I wish we took the Senate, too. Well, there's progress happening every day. Yeah. Number three is Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. I just think it's hilarious because... Wasn't Detective Pikachu a game yes. first? Correct. Because um, I think I had that. Was it on N64? Um, That I don't know, because I don't remember playing Detective Pikachu. Did no, I no, have... I'm thinking Hey You Pikachu. Yeah, um, no, I think it must have been um, recent, more recent. I'm not, because it was after my time, but... Yeah. I just, I'm not used to Pikachu being so fuzzy. Yeah, I mean, the trailer, I, at first glance, was like, this is a joke trailer, ha ha ha, then I was like, wait, this is the most expensive trailer, this is a real movie. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it, I'm not a huge Pokemon person anymore, but I'm excited for yeah. it. Yeah, I stopped playing a couple generations ago, mainly because I didn't have a 3DS. Um, do you do Pokemon Go? Yeah, I still do. Okay. I, I, I did it when it first came out, then I was like, I am too addicted to this, I have to stop. Just, like, it's it's something to do when I'm walking from place to place, and it makes it so I don't have to, like, engage with people. <laughs> oh, that's how our society is today, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Number four is the borderline shooting. I mean, I I actually haven't heard about this, but I... Uh, oh, oh, no, no, I did hear about this. Oh, I'm dumb. I'm sorry. It's just we have so many fucking shootings in this country that yeah. I thought it was another one. Um, no, it was... Yeah, it was really tragic and again politically just let's do something about this yep well uh, i'm going to be producing a um hopefully another drag marathon for gays against guns soon keep your ears, ears peeled for that one 
because um, I did one last year at Boost and Saddle, and we had 40-plus performers. And what, when do you think it's going to be? I'm So I think I'm going to do it in January because I want to wait for after the holidays just for timing and to make sure I can like make it a big event. Who knows? Maybe Betty Theft will be there. Maybe. Maybe. And number five. Thank you, next. Oh. This is what, well, wait. Are we talking Ariana Grande's thank you, next, or the thank you, next mix that Jansport did, and then the thank you, next mix that Rosé did in rebuttal to Jansport's mix? Oh, my God. I have not seen this. Uh, no, that, that was either last night or the night before. Must have been the night um, before. Yeah, Sunday. Um, I didn't get to see it, but... Instagram, like, exploded about it, and I cannot wait to see. Because Rosé was like, uh, all jokes aside, Jen has a wonderful and inventive mix about this. But people were just gagging over what Rosé did with it. Um, and I just wish I could have been there to see it. Like, uh, Rosé posted on her story um, that, like, Ms. Cracker, like her like sent her messages that was like i heard about your mix i hate you i'm blocking you just like in all caps um and anything that can get that kind of response from cracker has to be incredible yeah well i I have to go find it i have to go see it soon yeah well we're moving into the portion where i have my previous guest ask my current guest a question and this is a question from nicole noscopy wonderful so, as a bald queen, how far are you willing to go to alter your body for the sake of drag? Um, interesting. Because uh, I, I haven't done any body alterations. Um, I, like, You've done some shaving. R- right. Like, I've done... I've shaved my arms. Um, but, I mean, I mean, like, in my general life, like, I don't have any tattoos. I don't have any piercings. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I'd i get my ears pierced, I think. It would probably make it a lot easier. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't shave my head. I don't I don't think I have the face for that. No, you don't want to do that in, in hopes of winning a competition? No. Um, oh, I can't believe she did that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you could You're going to keep your head. brows? Yeah, because I have thin enough brows that they don't take long to block. Um, I think... I think someone got them down with just one layer once. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which was very impressive. Um, yeah, so that's that's one that I just, like, I don't need to do. I might get a different haircut so I don't have to do anything about these sideburns. Um, oh, so you're pulling a seraphim. Maybe. <laughs> not Maybe not to that extent. I mean, like, a nice fade. Um, yes, please not, do that. Not shave. Don't shave it all off, please. <laughs> well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. Um, do I do I find out who your next? No, guest? you do okay. not. Um, ooh. Um, if you could do drag in any other city, where would it be? Cool. I like that one. Well, if you got this far in the podcast, use hashtag Ace of Face. Where can we find you on social media? Um, so, if you want to find. Boy me, you can find me at Josh Tratner. It's super easy. If you want to find me on Ace of Face, which is more important, um, it's Ace of Face NYC, A-C-E-O-F-F-A-C-E-N-Y-C. 
And if there are queens who are interested in painting you, how can they reach you? You can literally just message me on Instagram. You can like, you can comment on something being like, hey, I'm interested. You can send me a message. Like, honestly, my goal is to help you get yourself out there. So anyone who's interested, please reach out. I have a list of like 25 people who I have uh, painting me at some point soon. And I will more than gladly add you to the list. Well, it's amazing. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. A huge thanks to Josh for chatting. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher and leave us a review while you're there. And visit our Patreon to become a patron today. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.